You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Good to be here. Who's excited to be here? Who's excited to be here this morning? Come on. Nothing better. Trying to find the the Bible verse. There we go. You look good this morning. (laughs) I knew Julie would respond. Who feels good this morning? Who feels they look good? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I just stumble out of the house. I'm like, I hope I look good. Do I look all right, babe? She's like, yes, you're all right. <laughs> Do I look good in this? Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. That's exactly what I was looking for. Nah, she's, she's great. Ah, isn't that good? Can you just sense the presence of God in this place? I feel like there's a sense of peace. This is just an awesome sense of, I don't know, belonging, just just being here, just kind of resting. It's good. I like it. It's it's Sunday. <laughs> it's Sunday. We're um we're about to start a new series, and I am uh, I'm privileged to to kick off kind of the intro, the beginning of this new series. I'm kind of going to give you the. I don't know what you call it. It's not the table of contents, is it? It's like the executive summary, the overview, give you a snapshot of where we're going over the next couple of weeks. And I tell you what, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I love a new series. Um, I, I, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I just get sucked into new TV series. I've got to be careful. Someone will suggest something and I'll be like, no, I can't lose that many hours of my life down the black hole of that TV series again. But I'm telling you, this is one that you should get excited about. Pastor Darren is preaching in Northwest every week. That you can double up on the podcast. You, you, I'm telling you, you can just binge listen to this series. Get everyone you know to this. It's going to be fun. This series is called A Church Like Home. A Church Like Home. Yeah, some people are excited about it. Who loves the sound of a, of a church like home? I feel like this morning, it's just this, there's a homely vibe about this morning. It just feels good. It feels good. Hey, let's give the band a hand. Let's give them a hand. Aren't they awesome? Thank you, guys. I feel like the band just helped make it homely. You know, you need the, you need the, the background music in the house. It makes it feel nice. I, I saw a meme on uh, Instagram, and it was like Michael Bublé coming out of his cave. And it's like the meme said, like, this is the time of year that Michael Bublé comes out of his cave to announce the beginning of the Christmas season. Everyone dusts off their, uh, their Michael Bublé CD. I don't know. Is there some Mariah Carey fans in the house? I love a bit of Mariah Carey. Only that one. Not, none of her other stuff. I don't know. Wouldn't have a clue what her other stuff is. It's a Christmas fan. Just, 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 yeah, that's great. Julie, he's a Christmas fan. I love it. I think we're all a Christmas fan. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. It's good. I don't know if you've ever been to Pastor Keith at Janet's house, but uh, if you feel like you've arrived at the North Pole, 
That's, that's at their house. I mean, you might not have seen it, but they love Christmas. They got like, they got all the place smells like cinnamon. You can't even open doors because there's decorations across it. You know, I think I opened a door once and all these decorations come falling down. And, and Pastor Keith has this little train that goes around um, the Christmas tree. Oh, it's awesome. You come in and he's like, let me put the train on. I don't know. There's a sense of homeliness about Christmas, isn't there? I mean, even if you're not with your own family, there's some people around that you can just find a home with. And uh, so we're beginning a series called A Church Like Home. A Church Like Home. It's going to be fun. It's what we are. It's who we are. We are the church. We are the people of God. And it's like a home. It's a big family. It's the family of God. When we got saved... When we, got, we came to Christ, when we started following Jesus, we didn't just come to Jesus. We entered into this thing called a family, the family of God. And it's not just us here. The family of God is worldwide. It's a worldwide thing. And um, we've got family all across the earth, which is phenomenal, families that can't speak our language. But we're family, so it's all good. We smile and shake hands. It's all fun. But a church like home, and it, we're, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to delve into, we're going to discuss, we're going to explore and uncover what it means to be a church like home, what it looks like to be a church like home, what it feels like to be a church of home, and we're going to see and uncover the heart of God and His original design and intent for us as the church, what we're meant to be, how we're meant to operate. It's going to be fun, amen? Log it in your calendars. Punch it in. Uh, it's going to be fun. Get it. Get hooked on this series. I'll tell you what. It's going to be good. I don't know about you, but the whole TV series thing, who else binge watches? Does anyone get addicted and just binge watch? I've got four people. I feel, like, I feel like I'm a bit too vulnerable up on stage here right now. Some TV shows just doesn't like, right? Just does not like some of the TV shows. I like. like, they're fine. They're, they're not bad. But she's just not into them, and I, I have no other time, but I'm just like, oh, I've got to binge watch this. I've got to get into this TV series. I've got to hook in into 2, 3 o'clock in the morning just to get out of my system, get it out of my way. I've got to, I just got to finish this thing so I can get back to my normal life. Does anyone feel the same way? Like, Survivor was on, that's over. I can get back to my normal life. Like, we found out who the winner was, and uh, I'm, I'm back to reality. You know what I mean? But I feel like for the next couple of weeks, let's just hook in. Let's just hook into this series. Let's be here. Let's listen to the series. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. And um, we're just going to have a good time. Who loves having a good time in church? I love having a good time in church. We, I was reminiscing with, I might, might have been Pastor Earl, but like at youth, you have these games. And this is probably a bad idea. Pastor Nate's probably going to shoot me down. We used to have games. We still have games at youth, right? But we had like big food eating games, like Iron Gut Challenge where you'd eat dog food and stuff like that. It was just fun. I'm like, we should do that on a Sunday morning. Just have a huge game up on stage with prizes and giveaways. I tell you what, I reckon we go to heaven, it's going to be just, there's going to be games. You can just get involved in a game, but it's, Grant Daniel's not going to be there. I'm telling you, Family Feud's not going to be in heaven. Grant Daniels, I hope Grant Daniels in heaven. I hope, no. But he's, he's not allowed to run any game shows. That's what I'm saying. No game shows in heaven with Grant Daniel at the helm. But we're going to have fun. And uh, we're going to be planted in. If you don't have a reading plan or you're wondering, what should I read over the next couple of weeks? Delve into 1 Peter. We're going to be sitting in the book of 1 Peter because Peter 
has a little, he's got a bit of an inside scoop about what the church is. He's got a little bit of insight, knowledge. He's got a bit of, um, you know, he kind of, he figured out what he's, he had a look at the, the new iPhone before anyone else saw the new iPhone. Because back in Matthew 16, do you remember, Jesus was asking his disciples a question. And he said to his disciples, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? I think disciples are kind of like, oh, that's a weird question. Like, I've been hanging out with you for a while. Like, who do you say I am? I don't get it. Some of them start saying, oh, some say you're like Elijah. Some say you're like this prophet. They start busting out some names. You know, this person says this. But Jesus says, no, who do you say I am? And Peter, like good old Peter fashion, just kind of busts out. And even if he thinks his answer is going to be wrong, he's busts out and he said, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus said, correct, ding, ding. It wasn't Grant Daniel, it was Jesus. He said, Peter, you're correct. Blessed are you, son of Jonah, for this wasn't revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And he said, truly, I tell you, your name is Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He said, on this revelation, Peter, on this understanding of who I am, I'm going to build my church. I'm going to build it. Jesus is going to build his church. Jesus is still building his church. He's still constructing his church. He's alive. He's active today. And he's building his church can someone give an amen? Come on, he's building his church and we're a part of it. Who's excited about being part of God's plan? I'm excited. So Peter was there. He got the answer right. He won the prize. And I think all the other disciples were like, what just happened? I have no idea. Jesus talked about the keys of the kingdom. Something just went, I don't know. I missed the whole thing. You know, I'm kind of like that person that walks into halfway through a joke. I'm like, Haha, what was the joke about? I don't really get it. Half the time I'm looking at Jess when she's saying something to me, and I'm just like, just say yes, yes. I think half the disciples are a bit like that, but Peter got it. Peter understood. And we fast forward past Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. The church is born at Pentecost. Peter's there. Peter's there for the whole thing. We fast forward, and here Peter is writing, one Peter, and uh, he starts to kind of, expound on his revelation. You know, it's kind of had time to percolate, like a good coffee, not too long, get it burnt. It's time to percolate, and he's kind of received more revelation, more information from God about the initial revelation he had with Jesus about what this thing called the church is. It's not a building, hint. And so we begin here in 1 Peter 2 Four, if you want to open your Bibles this morning to 1 Peter 2, 4, I believe it's up on the screen. And it says, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by human beings, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. How awesome is that? He said, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for your house. 
I thank you for your home called the church. I thank you for the, the people of God that make up this thing called church. And I pray this morning, Lord, over the next couple of weeks as well, that, Lord, as we delve into, as we uncover and reveal your heart for this thing called church and how we are a part of it, Lord, I pray that we just have fun. It's exciting. Lord, I just pray that faith and hope and expectation would build on the inside of us as we realize what we are called to, what we are destined for, and what we are purposed to, Lord. And I just pray this morning we'll have fun delving into your word and we'll be blessed in your mighty name. Amen. Somebody say amen. I just like saying that. I say that to Audrey. You probably heard me say that. I say, I try to teach Audrey. I'm like, and everybody said, and she goes, no, no. Then she goes, hallelujah. <laughs> she says, no way too often. I'm glad that it's yes and amen. <laughs> home. There's no place like home. Home is where the heart is, right? There's all these great things. You know, we've all got that from, the, um, from that store. We'll look at that home thing up on our shelf somewhere. You know, home. Look at the letters up on the shelf, home. Home is where the heart is, but uh, home is also where the food is. Someone give me a, I'll tell you what, give me an amen. Home is where the food is. Definitely, I'll tell you what, when, I'm a, when I was a teenager, home is definitely where the food is. Home is definitely where the money is. I got these, I reckon they're still kind of where the food is. I got these outposts across the city. It's called Nan and Pa's house. Nan and Pa down here. Just give us a wave, Nan and Pa. Nan and Pa's house is a food outpost. I love their house. Mum's house is a food outpost. It's a, it's a bit of a healthy food outpost, though. Mum's got, like, kombucha brewing, and she's got the water filter, and apples, and like, no bread, no bread, no milk, no milk. <laughs> Audrey walks into Mum's house, and she's like, milk, milk. Mum's like, sorry, coconut milk, almond milk. But if I'm feeling guilty, I've got Mum's house as a food outpost. So I can just go in there and, and just graze. But... Uh, I think one of the craziest outposts in my life is probably my dad's side, um, my nan and pa, their house. My dad is one of ten children. That's right. Irish Catholics. It explains everything. One of ten children. This, I grew up, this house was like a madhouse, this home. I don't think the doors were ever locked. Like I swear the doors were never locked. You could go there today, walk through the house, and no one would be phased that you're a, some, no stranger just walking through the house. I remember as a kid, there was just people pouring out of this house. Wouldn't have a clue who they are. I mean, you'd be sitting there watching TV, eating some lunch, and all of a sudden the toilet flushes. You're like, I didn't know someone was here. And someone would just walk out of the toilet, walk out the front door, wouldn't have a clue who that person was. It's probably Uncle So-and-so, never met him before. I remember walking in, my cousins, I'm sure my cousins had a house somewhere, but they decided to live at my grandparents' house. And they just, without a doubt, they'd be playing the Xbox, they'd be playing the Nintendo 64, they'd be playing the Nintendo GameCube, they had it all. I remember if I just wanted to play a game, I'd just rock up to my grandparents' house and then my cousins are playing a game. They'd say, yeah, come on, sit down. They'd show me how to play Tekken 4 or Mortal Kombat. Anyone, any people, old gamers in the house, come on, we've got some hands up. You know what I'm talking about. We're still kids at heart. We still want to play games. I, I do. I just don't have time. Tell me about it. But my grandparents' house was just this crazy like food every Sunday, without a doubt, roast. There was a roast and people would come out of everywhere. People would just migrate from all parts of the city and come because Nan is putting on a roast. And the house was open to anyone. Just completely open. 
open. I mean, the only reason I think some like criminals were deterred from coming into this home because it was open so much is because, no joke, there was a statue of Mary at the front door, a full statue from the old, the old statue from the church, and the freaky part is her hands were missing. So she's there like this, no hands, scared the living daylights out of me every time. Eventually, Mary's hands got glued on. It was all good. She's safe and sounds. But home was this, even though it wasn't my home, it was a home. There was just a sense of belonging. There was a sense of, I could just walk in here. It doesn't matter how I'm dressed. It doesn't matter how I look. I don't have to act a certain way. Nan didn't care. Oh, you just came out of jail. He's a lovely boy. <laughs> have, have some potatoes. The Irish love their potatoes. Home was just a place where anyone could come. Pa built, we got this, there was a creek. There's like a council creek running through the middle of the property. Right? No access to this creek. Pa built a shed on the other side of the creek. He's Irish. Can't, no access to the, shed, to the shed. But people would come, they wouldn't have a place to sleep. Yeah, make a home in the shed. Shed turned into a home. People living in the shed. It's crazy. Everybody, I feel like everybody needs a home. Everybody needs a place to rest your heart. Everyone needs a place to, to let down our hair. Don't worry about the makeup. Not that I wear makeup. I'm talking about the ladies. Um, kick off our shoes. Wear what we want. Our PJs, our Ugg boots. Lay down our, our masks that we tend to wear sometimes. We're at work or we come to church. We can lay these things down and we can just... Just, ah, you know, you go on a long holiday and you come home and you're like, home. It's just good for the soul. Home. I'm back home. Home is good. And here, Peter's talking about a house. He's talking about the church being a spiritual house. We're meant to be a home. I think it's kind of like we're meant to be kind of home for humanity. A home for humanity, a place where people can come, kick off their shoes, don't worry about what people think. There's a meal on, come, everyone come. Oh, you just come out of jail? We don't care. We, it doesn't bother us. Come, I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to love you like, like nobody's loved you before. Come into this home, take a seat. This place is your place. Open the fridge, take what you want. Open the cupboards, find the cups yourself. Our place is your place. And I think God is saying that's what we're meant to be, church like home, a church like home where people can just, just rock in and relax, a place to find rest for their soul because there's a world full of people who are homeless spiritually. They've got no place to rest their soul. They've got no place called home. And we as a church can be a home for humanity. When I think of this, I think of when we look throughout Scripture, I think of Luke 15. It's a collection of parables. And Jesus, he starts talking about a lost sheep and a lost coin. And he starts talking about a lost son, a lost boy. And when I think of the church, I think of this parable. And, and it's an amazing picture because this boy is coming back home. 
He's lived a, a spiritually nomadic lifestyle. He hasn't had a home to rest his soul for a long time. He's tried to find all these places to rest his soul, but he's like, there's no place like home. I'm coming back home. I've got to go back home. Even if I've got to be a servant in the house, I'm coming back home. And so he starts to make his journey back home. But the father, the father's house, the doors are wide open. The curtains are drawn. He's been looking out those windows. He's been looking out those doors, waiting for his son to come home. He's been waiting on the porch. And he sees from afar off, he sees his son coming home. And he runs to his son. He runs to him and he embraces him. He says to his servants, bring, bring the coat and put it over his shoulders. And in the meantime, the son's trying to say, Father, I've sinned, I've done that. He's like, no, bring the coat. Bring the coat, put it on his shoulders. Bring the ring, put it on his finger. I want to remind him of who he is. Come on, we're going to get the best calf. We're going to get the fattened calf. We're going to cook it. We're going to put on the spit roast. We're going to have an absolute party because my son is home. And when I think of the church, a church like home, the Father's house, a house that represents the heart of the Father. It's meant to be that house where that party is. People are coming home thinking, oh, I've seen, I've done this. And here we are, servants, people of God. We're like, God's like, come on, give him a ring. Let him know who he is. Is they're coming home like, oh, I've just come out of jail. I've, I've been doing drugs. I've been sleeping with this person. I don't know. I've been, I've been in depression for five years. No, come on. Let's, we're running out those doors with a ring, with a robe, and we're saying we don't care. You're a child of God. You're a son of the Most High. He's a, he's a coat to make you remember. He's a ring to remind you. You're not those things in the past. You're what God has called you. And that's the house, that's the kind of heart that God has for the house of God. And that's who we are as the people of God. How good is the house of God? I don't know about you, but that was my experience when I came to Christ. Who else? Who remembers? It's interesting. Peter here is describing the church. And he continues on after saying that, you know, we're being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It says, for in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. It's Jesus. The cornerstone is the rock, the revelation of Jesus. He's, he's a fashioned cornerstone, the first, the first building block which the whole house is to be built. It says he is the cornerstone. He says the one who trusts in him, the one who builds his life on him, will never be disappointed, will never be put to shame. It says, now to you who believe this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and the stone that causes people to stumble in a rock that makes them fall. It says they stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you... I love this because Peter is writing to, it's, a, it's the church, it's a, it's a bunch of churches that are under increasing persecution. It's a mix of Jews and Gentiles. And Peter is essentially writing to them and he's reminding them who they are. He's reminding them what the church is. They're obviously being persecuted. They're, they're, for us, we do life and we forget and we get bogged down by things. And here Peter is. He's reminding us that we are the church, that we are a spiritual outpost, a home. And he says, but you are a chosen people. He says, you are a royal priesthood, 
a holy nation. It says, if you've forgotten, you are God's special possession that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His wonderful light. He said, once you are not a people, but now you are the people of God. And once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. He's reminding us. He's like, you get, I'm here this morning saying we get caught up, we get busy, we just come to Sundays. But God's saying we're the church. We're the people of God. We're a royal priesthood. We are an outpost on planet earth for the kingdom of heaven. And we are a people of God that create a house for humanity. And one thing we have to remember is when we come back to the beginning is this house for humanity is not a building. It's not a program. It's not a sermon. It's not, it's not all these things that we like to do which is great. They're awesome. I love them. I like, it's fun. But that's not the house. This is not the house of God. This is not the house for humanity that Jesus is talking about, that Peter is talking about. You know, we think we come to church and it's just something we say and that's fine. But we can't come to who we are and go to church. You can't go to who you are. We're not just a church for a couple of hours on a Sunday as we scatter out to our week. Still, the church, people of God, outposts, home for humanity. We're kind of like portable homes when we're out there. Like, we've got, home, we've got a home in our heart for people around us. It comes down to us individually because Peter here says, He says, I love it. This gripped me when I was reading it. He says, As you come to Him, the living stone. He's alive. He's not just a living stone. In the original Greek, it's referencing the cornerstone. It's not just a lump of rock. It's a fashion stone for a purpose. Rejected by human beings, but chosen by God and precious to Him. But then it says, you also. It says, you also like living stones. Are being built into a spiritual house. Every single one of us. It says, as you come to Him, the living stone, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house, a home for humanity. As we come to Christ, as we come to Him, can't help but think that that when Peter encountered Jesus' question back in Matthew, it's almost like Jesus was, like it's this invitation, who do you say I am? He's like, he's kind of saying to Peter's soul, to his heart. He's like, don't worry about the other people, what they're saying. He's like, come to me with who you, who you say I am. It's an invitation into the heart of the Father. And when we come to Him, the living stone, we come to Christ. You are the Son of the living God. You are the Messiah. You're my salvation. You're my hope. You're my foundation. You're my rock. You're my refuge, Lord. When we come to Him, amongst all the circumstances of life, He picks us up like a living stone. He starts to build this thing, a spiritual house, the church, the house of God on the foundation of the revelation of Jesus Christ. He builds us one by one on top of each other. And I can't help but think of like a stonemason who picks the individual stones up 
They're different shapes, they're different sizes, but he picks the right one to fit right next to the, the other correct stone. And this wall begins to form as the, the stonemason begins to, to build and place the right people around us. He starts to put us in people's lives. He's like, you're touching that person's life for a reason. You're holding them up. This person's holding you up. This person's holding you up. You might be up here. If it wasn't for this person down here, you wouldn't be up here. If it wasn't for this person here, you wouldn't be up here. We are here because of those who have gone behind us. And we are here for those who are coming before, before us. He's building a spiritual house, a home for humanity, an outpost on planet Earth. Because the house is just such, God first included us, right? We're not waiting here for people to come in. We're going out, finding. We're looking out for the son who's returning home. We're running out of the house to remind them who they are. Just like Jesus left heaven, he left home. He wasn't waiting up there for us to come to him. He left. He had a heart that left home to come searching for his kids. The gospel is inclusive. It's, the gospel is invitational. And as we encounter Christ, it's hard for people not to find a home around us. As we go out this week, don't get caught up with thinking, oh, how can I include people? This is all good. Like, oh, who, who can I invite? That's all good. But what Peter says, it says, as you come to him, he's going to build you into a spiritual house. As we are just in the house of God, in the presence of God, as we come to Him, I guarantee you, as you go out into the world, people are going to feel, they're going to recognize a sense of peace. You know what? People, they're going to recognize there's home. There's something about you that's home. As my soul, I just know about, there's something about your life that is home for my soul. I don't know what it is when I spend time with you. It's like, come to church. Come learn about what this thing is. It's Jesus. It's His hope that I found with the church. I feel like God's just saying for us over the next couple of weeks as we delve into this, let us open our hearts to be a home for humanity. It's so so powerful just coming into a house where no one asks a question but says, you're amazing. Isn't that phenomenal? That's That's what me in the house, in the family, didn't need a resume, didn't need a progress report or a list of things. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.